This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to being home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This is part two of my interview with Kyla Jackson. Part one is called When God Turns Your World Upside Down. And part two is going to be called Organize My Thoughts because this is where she talks so much about her podcast that's coming out. She talks about um, just the business side and how God had really built her back up after he turned her world upside down. So I'm excited for you guys to hear part two of the interview and make sure you stay to the end because at the end, I'm going to preview the trailer for Kyla's new podcast available right now called Organize My Thoughts. Let's get to part two of the interview. 
I love that. I think the strategy in that is viewing anything that separates you from God as something that needs to be dealt with. Because I, I think that bitterness and anger become strongholds when we accept them as our truth. And hearing you talk, it's like when these things try to take root, you recognize it as something that's going to take you away from God and you refuse to go there. And I I just love that because like I always say, this journey is not absent of struggles. You know, life is going to be life and we're going to go through things. And especially when you do it God's way, you're now, it's, it's going to be difficult. And anybody who tries to romanticize it is lying. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy at all. But there are decisions to be made in the midst of the depression and the anger. There's still decisions to be made. And what I love and what I'm hearing about your story is you just decided to choose God. And it's, it's just a, such a wonderful thing to hear you articulate because I, I feel like a lot of people are really going to be able to identify, no matter the differences of the story, people are going to be able to identify with that. And I believe you're providing them with language and strategy to continue to fight the good fight of faith and also understand, like you said, it's not going to always be like this. When you're telling your story, I'm sure that you've received a lot of criticism and backlash for it, especially sharing your story in such a public way where you're kind of opening yourself up to the internet. <laughs> and so how did you deal with that? Because I'm sure a lot of people keep from sharing their stories for that reason. Because not only do you got to deal with the people in your real life and you got to deal with the internal hater, like now you got to deal with the opinions and the persecution of others. How did you deal with that? Yeah, so first, I'd just like to start off, not everybody is called to share their story in real time, right? Some people, God heals them, you know, and then they then they go out and they share their story. So my story was a little bit different as where I heard God say, you're going to share your story in real time. Because I know sometimes people, like, they come out of things and then they start testifying real quick and then they go back. Prematurely. Yeah, and so I, I went out on assignment, you know, word from God <laughs> to start speaking that. Um, telling my story, but it was very hard. First, starting with um, just like my inner circle, having to tell them first. I waited until um, I had already like broke my. In the beginning, I waited till I had already broke my lease, made my decision, you know, broken up the relationship before I told anybody because I recognized God was just speaking to me the importance about um, like seed killers and like vision killers. And mm -hmm. I knew that there were going to be people, I knew that the enemy would use anybody, whether it be my friend, somebody closest to me to try to get me to um, be disobedient. And I was in a very, very vulnerable place. I was still in that like teeter totter place. So I waited until I made those decisions to be like, okay, here's what I'm doing. It, it's already done. I don't need your, you know, thoughts. Um, but my closest circle, they were pretty supportive. Um, having to tell her family, it was a lot, like there were a lot of questions, but I really mm -hmm. feel like that protected me from a lot, like a lot of the stuff that could have been said. Now on the internet, um, people were like ripping me to shreds on the mm -hmm. internet. Like when I posted my testimony video and I didn't have like a following or anything, my channel literally started at zero, but then it went from like zero to a thousand to 10,000 to over 31,000. So out of 31,000 views, I have been ripped to shreds by some people who have said very, very hurtful things. Yeah. 
and uh, I make comments about my character. Somebody called me bald which was dumb because like I'm bald by choice. But <laughs> like what? <laughs> I just remember that comment specifically because they tried to say whatever. Anyway, um, but people would uh, they would attack my character. Of course, I had people who were still in the lifestyle who thought that I like hated them now because I started sharing my story, and that hurt because it was just like it took so much. I had so much shame. Right. From I'm already dealing with the shame of like, you know, being in the lifestyle, coming out of lifestyle and then feeling like I'm betraying, you know, the family that I had built in the lifestyle. So that was one thing. You got the people that's like, oh, you're a traitor now. You are, you know, a Bible basher. So I had those comments. And then I had people who um, were like, you know, God will love you anyway. Just choose you, blah, 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 all these other stuff. And I remember being like, OK, another decision. Some people, they leave up those hateful comments, right? They just, they just let people talk crazy. And I was like, this is my platform. So whenever I got a hateful comment, I wouldn't even read it. I would just delete it immediately. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that because you know, I can't block people in real life. But what I can control is what is shown on my platform. And yeah. I'm like, it already takes a lot of courage, a lot of boldness, and a lot of strength and surrendering daily to share my story. I'm not going to be bullied here on my platform. Mm -hmm. I would go around, you know, people and they would like find out about my story. I just always, I was just very protective of like what came around me. And that's all I really could do. Now, if I'm on the street and somebody, you know, if I start speaking and somebody has something to say, now I have the language to love. I have the language to understand that everybody that's speaking negatively against me, it's really not the person. It's the spirit behind the person that Mm -hmm. came, you know, studying, that came with learning about just the ways that the enemy attacks you. But in the beginning, like I said, am I going to let it break me down and cry and be disobedient? No, because again, this is not about me. If God said I was built for this, if God said this is what he called me to do, then he knew all these people were going to be talking crazy. And I ran to him. I ran and cried. Sometimes some comments hurt my feelings so bad I would go cry. But he would say, okay, I'm crying now. Get back up and go out there. That's all you really can do. And a beautiful thing about the word is if you open up the Bible, this is business as usual. Like business as usual. I talk about Jeremiah all the time. Like he was, they wanted off with his head. Jesus. Like, I mean, if you just open the Bible certain things are to be expected. And so that's why I love when it comes to your story, you talked about like, I had the word, I worshiped my way through. I read the Bible back and like, I got, I see all the tabs and everything. I got notes, sticky notes, all of that. Now, did you always, were you always that diligent with reading the word? Like how how did you start to to be so reliant on the word to where it's now in you to be able to apply it, you know, in real time. You know, what's funny as much as I had grown up in church, I never read the Bible. I didn't start to read the Bible until I heard your podcast. Wow. <laughs> and I remember because you every episode you used to always say, read your word. You have to know the word for yourself. You can't depend on your pastors and your preachers. You know, when is you're that reading- how I sound? <laughs> That was just something in my head. Like it literally was like, read your word. Now, mind you, I was scared to read the word, right? Because I knew what I was, especially in the lifestyle I was in, I knew what the word said. I just didn't want to see it. So I said, if I don't read it, because I believe that I was under the assumption of, you know, you can have a relationship with God without reading the Bible. That's a lie. God and his word are one. And once I realized that God and his word were one and that he could not go against his word, he will not lie because he is the word. I was like, okay, I got to get, I got to know you. So I had, I had no chance but to read it. Um, but that that's literally when I started reading. And um, I think you used to give out scriptures 
for each episode and used to say, you know what, don't take my word for this. Go back into the Bible and read it for yourself. So I was like, okay. So I would go back into the Bible and I would read it for myself and God, you know, Holy Spirit would give me revelation. And once I realized that, um, I just realized how much the enemy was out here working. Like you have to deal with your own thoughts. You have the thoughts of other people. You have attacks coming from left and right, especially when you're called to something, you know, it's to the magnitude of where I'm going. Like the mm-hmm. enemy was on my tail. So the word was the only way I had to speak the word of God out of my mouth, even when it felt like I was still in a depression, even when it felt like I wasn't healing, when I wasn't growing, when everybody else around me turned away, I had to go to the word because that was the truth. Yeah. I, when you're in a position, when your back is against the wall, you're going to pick up your weapons and use it. You have no choice, right? And so I had, I literally had to, you know, get the word in me. And then also at the time, I was, you know, learn, still building my relationship with God. And I just began to study, you know, how does God speak through us through the word? Um, how to fight, you know, everything that I needed, basically, the word was the manual. And so you can't win life without reading the manual. I needed it. <laughs> I'm I'm so full. Would you give any tips for those who are just opening up the word, still trying to get used to understanding context and what it means? Do you have any tips for people who are in that beginning stages of trying to comprehend? Yeah. um, So the first thing that I did um, when it came to reading the word, I just started small. I, I was kind of like intimidated by the word, especially when I got my study Bible. So I just started going on to the YouVersion Bible app and I would look at plans based on what I was going through. So if I was struggling with fear, I would look up plans for fear and they would give you a devotional and they would give you a um, like a passage from a scripture. And instead of just stopping there, I would read not just the passage, but I would click read more and I would read the whole chapter. And then it became a lot more digestible, came, became a lot easier. And then, you know, finding a translation that you can understand. The New Living Translation was easy for me to understand out of, you know, all the other ones. So it wasn't something that I had to, like, decode as I was reading. And also, one of the books that really helped me to always talk about is How to Hear from God. And I'm glad that I read that before I even started diving into the Word, because that book really set the foundation for how God speaks Um who he is as a, as a person, right? Who he is in character. So when I was reading the word, I was actually able to um, make a connection between God and his word. And it wasn't just words on paper. Also, mm-hmm. you gotta be filled with the Holy Spirit. I got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and started, you know, you have to put in the word, right? A lot of people say, I don't know how to read the Bible. I'm just be honest. A lot of people say, I, you know, I wanna learn how to read the Bible. I wanna build a relationship with God. And they honestly, they have all the tools. They just don't wanna do the work. It takes work. I did the studying. I put in the time. I started small with 15 minutes a day and I just continue to do it. You just have to start where you are. I always tell people like if you can stalk somebody on social media. You can stalk God and his word. I love that. Into it. I love that you said you have to put in the work because that's true. Like what I'm studying the Bible is funny. I can't. The reason why I can't just use my phone is because it's like there's too much here. But like this isn't giving me what I need. So I'll have the study Bible. I might use the, a devotional or something in the phone, but I got to have the Bible that I'm going to the back in the concordance. Cause I don't know what this word means. So I need to go back to see what this word means and then where else it's mentioned. So I'm writing down the other places in the Bible that this, this theme is present that I'm going there and I'm looking to see, okay, what is, what's happening here? Then I might come across another word. I don't know that I'm in the back again, looking that up, just 
put it, you have to, in order to apply something, you have to understand it. And in order to, just like in school, we study to pass tests. You study the word to pass tests. You need to read and comprehend in order to utilize the knowledge that you have. And we have to put the work in to do that. We can't just keep leaving ourselves vulnerable and to be played with by the enemy and his devices. We have the sword. We have the victory. We just got to use it, you know, and apply it. And so I'm just so grateful for your story because it's just showing the practice, the practicality, the step by step of how to build this thing out. So to pivot a little bit, you were online sharing your story, your channel got made. Now we find out that it's a, a nonprofit. So going back to the business side, God like wrecked you personally and all of these different things. How did the business side start to be built from there? Oh, it's so crazy because during that two year process, like the first year I was like, I would go to God every month. I'm like, okay, so can we talk about my business now? I'm tired of crying. Right. And I remember we did a, we did a fast, like a 21 day fast. And I started, I was like, okay, you know, you had me cry. I, let, I did all the things you told me to do. So now I'm ready to talk about business. And God was like, yeah, I want to do with your character. So for a year, this is what I meant. Like I had to go through, I had to do it his way. My way would have been like, okay, I did what you told me to do. Now I'm ready to get down to business. And his way was like, no, I need to, I need to prune you. I need to do all of these other things with your character, get your heart right. And then we'll worry about business. So for a year and a half, I did nothing business related. <laughs> Actually during that time is when you reached out to me. But as far as like my personal business, her light, I didn't pick up her light until March of this year. So that was in year mm -hmm. four. And God began to um, show, well, I think when I started the business, he gave me all the blueprint and I tried to go out and do it on my own. And that was a fail. I got all the wrong clients. I was so frustrated. Like I was so to the point where I did not want to do business at all because I was so stressed out. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to be obedient. I'm going to do what you say. So this year, um, you know, I'm taking, I'm in a society and I'm learning about, you know, how to make God just see, yo, we're learning practically, you know, month after month, you guys are teaching us how to, you know, seek God on behalf of your business. And I remember, um, you had did a, a class, I don't know what it was about, but I remember that it was about something about like seeking your signature service. And I remember asking God, like, okay, like, what is, what do you want me to do? Right. I stopped doing things my way. And I was like, what do you want me to do? And he began to give me the whole blueprint for you know each one of my services, who he wanted me to target, because I was targeting the wrong people. Um, he told me who he wanted me to target. He told me, you know, the prices, everything, and I just wrote all that down. And then he gave me a blueprint, you know, for the podcast, which I didn't even know was a podcast at the time. But I just started writing all those things down. And this year, um, he began to say, Okay, you know what, you're you're at this place now. Go ahead and start sending these things out. So I started um I made sure I did everything with him this time. I didn't try to do anything on my own. Um, we solidified my services and he started sending me clients. Literally, I would before I could even announce anything, he started sending me clients. And I think during this time is when you had reached out, what is this like last year? And you were like, Hey, you know, uh, I'm gonna be you started casting the vision about being a digital marketing manager. And I remember I was like, Yeah, that's not me. I don't know who sent you, but that's not me. I don't know who sent you. <laughs> Because I was, you know, I was, I was dealing still in that bondage, right? Like this mindset of dealing with like inadequacy, imposter syndrome, feeling unqualified, even though I knew that I was talented, my mindset told me otherwise. And so I basically was like, yeah, uh, you got the wrong one. I just focus on web design. I don't do all that. Mm -hmm. Completely ignored me. You started. <laughs> Completely ignored me. Was like, yeah, okay. When do you want to interview? So we set up an interview and I began to work with you. 
And throughout that year, my goodness, like God began to expand my knowledge of marketing and uh, in every facet business. And then he just allowed me to just take all that stuff and apply it to my own. So now I do a website design, this digital marketing base. So it's beautiful. Trust me, my websites are beautiful, but they're all backed by data. They're designed so that literally, you know, people are funneling into your business as you sleep. Like we're setting up the systems and the processes so that if Instagram ever shuts down, you still have a business. You have a place where people can go. And even with the branding, he's taking all of the skills that I've had um, with making things just beautiful and pleasing to the eye, but also making sure that, you know, your brand reaches your target audience, that, it out, that you're not having to rebrand every year, that you're not putting things together. So he's just taking all of that and then... I don't know if this way you want me to start talking about the podcast, but the podcast is like a whole just birthing process. Now, we'll we'll get to the podcast in a second. Um, a lot of people who like they they start off, like you said, trying to take what God said and doing it on their own. And then the disconnect or the difficulty, and I experience this sometimes too, the difficulty then of doing it God's way isn't the action, but it's the confusion of, is it me? Is it God? And I hear this all the time with our audience. Is it, is this me? Is it God? I don't want to, you know, move out of his timing. So now I'm not moving at all. Cause I don't know, like, you know, it just becomes this whole thing in your mind and you end up not doing anything. Did you ever deal with that? And if so, how did you kind of create a system to where you are moving in step and confident about it? Yeah, I dealt with like overwhelming anxiety. So I already, before I even really built a relationship with God, I already had my own thoughts just working against me. And so when I began to try to do business God's way, I was constantly second guessing. Like I would hear God clearly. And then like, I would have another thought that'd be like, that wasn't God, that was you, you know? And so I'm back in this tug of war. And I remember um, this is where the word really came into play because during that time, the reason I understand now the reason why God didn't have me build my business without building a foundation with him. Cause because I feel like most people, they just want God to just be like, okay, give me the direction. I got this and go. But because I had taken that time to understand his word, I knew how he spoke because I did the time to, you know, learn his voice. I learned the word. So when it came to him speaking to me about business, I knew what was of him and wasn't. I would literally take time and I would write, write everything down, just like you said, everything down that God was saying to me. And then if I heard anything contrary, I would be like, okay, that wasn't God because God doesn't speak to me that way. I knew that God, I knew God's voice because I had been testing it. And then there were some moments where I was like, okay, I wasn't sure if it was God, but I was like, I'm going to take a little baby step here. Right. Like at the time when God was telling me it was okay to launch my business, I was like, oh, no, you sure? Maybe that's just me being antsy. So I remember he told me, you know, step by step, okay, build the website out, start putting your work out. So I would do that and I would, and I would wait. I would see, okay, do I have peace about this? I'm testing by peace. Do I have mm-hmm. peace about this? Yes. Okay. I'll make another step. And I just continue to just test and find out because I realized if I don't, if I don't at least test out to make sure I'm hearing God, then I'll sit in a place of like in, being indecisive and then nothing will get done. So it just became more of a, t- a trial and error type thing. There were sometimes I moved and I thought I heard God say to move on this client and I got out there and that was a mess. But then I learned from that situation. Okay, I, I learned my thought process and I, I reflected and was like, okay, the next time this opportunity comes up, I realized that that wasn't God. But I think it was just getting out of my head and not being okay to allowing God to give me the space to make the wrong decision because either way, he's going to lead me on the right path, if that makes sense. No, that that did. I love that. It's 
and I wrote down obedience anxiety because I'm like, that's a whole thing that needs to be like a medical term or something. I don't know. All the therapists, y'all work on that, but that's like a real thing. So just taking baby steps in faith, using peace as your parameter of if this if this is right or not, but then also giving yourself grace to know that God will course correct you if possible. I like that. I, I love that. So you've launched a business, you've put it out there, you're still moving on step with God. Now we get into this podcast. Did you know? Well, I know you didn't know, but how funny is it that you've been working with us for like the last year and now you're launching a podcast when you've been working with podcasters for <laughs> so long? God has such a sense of humor, but how did the podcast come about and were you laughing when you got that download? <laughs> Let me tell you something. After doing YouTube, mind you, my personality, I don't like to be on camera. I didn't want to talk to nobody, anything. So podcast was the last thing that crossed my mind, just like a YouTube channel was the last thing that crossed my mind. But what I've understood about God is sometimes your personality has to submit to your purpose. And so- Come on now. That was good. Yes. And so when it came to starting the podcast, um, the podcast wasn't even a thing. I remember, again, in that session in the society, I began to ask God what my signature service would be. And so he started breaking down this idea of organizing my thoughts. And so he gave me this whole framework and he gave me everything that it was going to be. It had a lot of different parts to it. But again, a podcast wasn't on there. So I knew it was also connected to my business, Her Light. I just didn't have how it was all going to come together. And I remember in the beginning of this year, I always sit down and I ask God, okay, what are we doing? Because like you said, what are we doing for the year? What are we doing month by month? And I heard the word podcast and I was like, I ain't really trying to do that. But again, <laughs> your will be done, not mine. Right. And I thought it was going to be a podcast for like my YouTube channel or like, you know, my other, my, her light. But then I heard him say, you know, after sitting down, again, I'm having a good meeting with God, like you're teaching me to. And I heard him say, no, the, the podcast is going to be about organizing my thoughts. And you're going to be teaching people how to get out of their head so they can execute the vision. So all the five years that I was in creative bondage and anxiety and imposter syndrome and perfectionism, all of those things that were stopping me in my head from doing what he called me to do. Now that is what we're teaching people on the podcast. He's given me a whole framework and just everything that you need, all the tools and strategies and the practical thing in my story mm -hmm. is going to help. And that's what the podcast is going to be about. But I remember just like going to the retreat and stuff. And I was just like, man, that's so cool. Look at them all starting these podcasts. Like, <laughs> that. And I would, you know, be so excited for them. But I never, ever thought mm -hmm. I would be starting one. But God is good because it just goes to show you that no part of your story is wasted. So yeah. all the things that people was just like, oh, like you should have been done this already. I would have people say, why are you still sitting there? You know, and I'm like, I'm trying to get out. Mm -hmm. um, but when God finally did release me now, I'm able to bring other people out. And that's that's really the gospel. That's what we're called to do. We go mm -hmm. through so that we can bring other people out. So none of my story was wasted. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So organizing your thoughts. So is this about productivity? Is it about anxiety? Like, where is the foundation of organizing all that's going on in our heads? Yeah, so it's it's two parts. So first is the mental aspect, right? It's dealing with that those negative thoughts, really the thoughts of the enemy, because every thought that comes in your head is not your thought. So it's dealing with, you know, all of the anxiety. It's dealing with what is actually stopping you from even considering yourself, you know, available or ready to do what God has called you to do. 
because I realized, you know, just through studying and just watching that most of this journey of entrepreneurship is 80% mindset. And God would just begin to show me that, you know, people are dying with these billion dollar ideas on the inside of them. And God didn't put these ideas inside of us to, um, to, for us to bury them, right? He put them in us for them to produce fruit. And I remember when he was telling me about organizing my thoughts as far as like the mental aspect, he was like, I've placed multiple different, you know, ideas and visions in these people that they're so overwhelmed that they don't even know where to go. And that was me. I knew I was called to multiple, multiple different areas in business, in ministry, and I was in that place. And so we had to get to the root because if you literally don't get your mindset out, like you will self-sabotage. And so on the podcast, with that mental aspect, we're dealing with, you know, how do I overcome these overwhelming thoughts? How do I deal with, you know, imposter syndrome? How do I start to see myself worthy? Where do I even start with that? And then on the practical side is once we're getting you out of your head, it's like, okay, you got over the mental aspect. Now let's start taking all of these ideas and let's get them out on paper. Let's start looking at mm-hmm looks like and what usually what happens is I call this like the empty out process what happens is people get even more overwhelmed right they're like oh my gosh like I see it now it's out of my head and now I really don't know where to start so then in this process I have a community called the doers community where we're literally helping you to empty out all of these ideas and start to put them in categories what do you need to do right now what's what's not a priority where can you start right now and what does this look like taking this idea from idea to complete execution one thing at a time and giving them that accountability and that space to do that. I love it. So as you were doing this process yourself, what are some things that you learned or some roadblocks that you've overcome that you didn't expect? Um, For me, I never thought that I would come out of this place of feeling like inferior or feeling like I wasn't worthy or like um, feeling like I kept comparing myself to everybody. I never thought that I would be out of that place. Um, and that is really what kept me stuck so long. But as I began to, God began to give me the strategy of like, you know, using the word as a weapon and um, just trusting in your identity that you were built for this. I think it's the biggest thing. That was the biggest roadblock. Um, and it was more like a perspective switch really than a roadblock. It's like, okay, I'm not doing this on my own. That God, is, God already planned for me to do all of these things. All I have to really do is come into agreement. But in order to come into agreement, I have to really just surrender all of my thoughts to him. So that was one of the major um, roadblocks. And then I think another one was when it comes to actually doing the things. I have always been uh, really organized. I, I have a, a compartment for everything and my worm, everything. When you want to get your thoughts together, when you want to get your life together, I really am the person. My mind just kind of works that way. I don't know why. I started, I think it's because when I was younger, like there wasn't, it was so much going on in my house that organizing and cleaning and, you know, making sure everything was tidy was like a form of stress relief for me. And so as, you know, that just kind of translated into the system where I'm able to just take you know, the mess that's in people's minds, help them to see it and then give them a practical way to actually get started. And it's like not even just getting started, but actually finishing it, because sometimes you get you hype yourself up to get started, but then you don't you don't you're not consistent with it. You don't actually execute. But mm-hmm. with the strategy that God has been able to give me, I've literally been able to produce uh, an app this year, my business, the podcast, I'm helping other people, you know, other friends start their things. I'm walking people through these ideas. And so I've been able to actually birth all of these things that God has placed on in me and to not be struggling and suffering with that overwhelming anxiety anymore. And I never even knew that was possible. All glory to God for that. But yeah, 
I love it. I love it. So one last thing, because I cannot get away from this. It was so good. You said your personality must submit to your purpose. This is so hard because we live with our personality. We live with our demeanor, with our habits, with our our jargon, you know, our vernacular, our culture. We live in this these aspects of ourselves in real time, but we're walking in step with things that we can't see or touch. And so it's a constant conflict of the two, you know, and so I, and I believe what gets a lot of people stuck is submitting to your environment, your personality, your demeanor, and all of those things, and not submitting to God because we you know faith is confidence and things hoped for and assurance about things unseen. Do you have any tips for people who are trying to figure out like how can I make this personality of mine submit to my purpose? Yeah, um, going back to the word, we're not the first people to have to submit our personalities to our purpose. Again, we, we're going back to the foundation that God predestined us mm-hmm. to do all the things that he called us to do. So for me, when he told me that I, when he predestined for me to have this YouTube channel and have this nonprofit and have this business, he knew I didn't want to be on camera. He knew I was not the type of person in my personality to want to be talking to people, to want to be on camera or to be really noticed anywhere. Yet, he was like, I still called you to do this. And one of the people I always go back to is Moses, right? I'm studying Moses and he's like, you know, God called him to lead the people out of um, the people out of bondage, out of the Israelites, out of Egypt and everything. And the first thing he makes is a bunch of excuses about, you know, his personality. He's like, oh, I stutter. Can't you choose somebody else? Like, I'm not really, I don't have the language to do these things. And God does not give him an excuse based on his personality. He says, mm-hmm. okay, I understand that whether you do or not, but you're still going to do right? Obedience is not dependent upon our feelings. Surely not dependent upon our personality. So it's more, I start to look at things like, okay, am I going to be disobedient because I'm uncomfortable? No. Yeah. Because again, people are attached to what I'm doing. So if I am saying, I don't want to show up on camera, what does that mean for the people who God has given me a word for their breakthrough? What does that mean for people on the podcast if I can't get out of my own head, if I'm saying I don't want to speak? What does that mean for them who's waiting for that seed, right, to be planted so they can go out and do what they need to do? That's, that's I love it. I love it. Even what I just thought about, we talked about being on camera. What about those people who can't hear audibly and they rely on seeing you and maybe the captions or something being there? What about those people? They deserve to to be able to even read if they can't hear audibly what what God has to say. Like, that's so important. And something I've learned is that not only does your personality, I've learned that your personality definitely has to submit to your purpose when it's in conflict. There has to be a, a loyalty there. But when you apply your personality to what God has called you to do is where the magic happens. Cause I was, I've always been insecure about like, I'm a direct person. And so I was always told, you can't say that. You don't need to say that. Tatum, don't say that like that. You need to say it like this. And I will always be like, but if I say it like that, it's not clear. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm trying to be clear. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And it was always this conflict with everybody around me telling me I can't say things a certain way. And it just made me not say anything. But the same directness or clarity in which I speak has been able to make something as complex 
um, presenting as faith in, in, you know, the, the mysteries of God, I've been able to make the mysteries of God clear by applying that, that element of my personality to my purpose. And so for those of you guys listening, I don't want you to view making your personality subject to your purpose as a way to minimize who you are. I want you to one, see it as a, a clear hierarchy what God wants you to do comes first and your allegiance needs to be to Christ at all times. And that's for anything that, that starts to conflict with your obedience. You choose God every time, but also then take those things and apply it to your purpose because that's when the beauty is really going to happen. And I've learned that over the years because I was like, well, God, where do I fit? Like, I feel like I've done so much. And we were talking about this recently, like we're just thinking about my brand and stuff. I'm like, whoa, I finally get to think, like, I finally get to have a say-so, so to speak, in what's going on. And I, I haven't been used to that. It's been so much of, okay, God told me to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I, I couldn't for the longest find where I fit in that. Like, how do I just be Tatum, but also be obedient? And I, And that was really the breakthrough moment of, I can be me. It just needs to be clearly secondary to Christ and what he's calling me to do. And it needs to be applied to whatever the instruction is. And that's the position. Yeah, because I felt like when you just said that, it reminded me of like when God called me to speak on my YouTube and I knew I would be teaching about the gospel and teaching about him. And I immediately went into this state of comparison because I was like, God, I don't like exhorting, you know, say all these things like everybody else does. I'm more of like a, I'm more of a bubbly, just like fun. My voice is pretty like, you know, tone. And I didn't feel like I was, uh, I just started looking at everybody else that was talking about God, right. And how they were saying, and I was just like, well, I don't feel like nobody's really going to listen to me. Like who is really going to relate to the way that I say things, but I was so wrong. Like the moment I started putting myself out there, if I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm teaching. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm, my personality is always going to um, come out. I'm always going to be smiling and things like that. And that people are drawn to that. They, they literally, there are people, when it says people are attached to you, there are people that will receive from you the way that you are. So I never had to like, I thought that I had to change the way that I talked or, you know, be more serious and, you know, have all this certain language, but no, God used me exactly where I was and he just molded it. He just continued to mold and shape it. And I think that's the best part about serving God is that he already knows all of your things, right? All mm -hmm. of the things you are, and he already has a plan to use them. So I just wanted to piggyback off of that. I hope you guys have enjoyed part two of my interview with Kyla. Remember, you can watch the full thing through parts one and parts two. So the whole interview together on my YouTube channel in video format. Kyla and I recorded it in video and my YouTube channel is Tatum Tamia. We'll make sure we put the link in the show notes for you. Now, before I let you go, I want to introduce you guys to Kyla's podcast, the Organize My Thoughts podcast that's available everywhere that you get your podcast today. Check it out. Make sure you subscribe and tell her how you like the first few episodes. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome to the first episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. 
You guys, I'm so excited about this show. I know everybody's so excited about this show, but I'm really excited about this show. Just a little bit about myself. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. I am a creative strategist and digital marketing professional. I'm also the CEO of HerLikeCreative.com, which is a branding and digital marketing agency helping women-led businesses and ministries take the stress out of growing online. I am also the digital marketing manager of a major media company and the founder and president of a nonprofit called Made Whole, along with many other titles that I wear. Now, why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you this because I understand the stress and the pressure of having to birth multiple visions and wanting to do them all in excellence. I understand what it feels like to sit on your gifts and talents because you're so overwhelmed, so stuck in your head with how you're going to do all of these things that sometimes you just end up doing nothing. That's why I created this podcast. This podcast is for those of us who have a million ideas, we have a million talents, and everyone is always like, just pick one. Just specialize in one area. And you're like, I know that God has created me for so much more than just one thing. And so sometimes this can put you in a place where you feel like, I just don't know what to do with all of these things. You feel like your thoughts are all over the place. You have a bunch of big, huge visions and you get lost in the details. And sometimes procrastination gets the best of you. Sometimes anxiety can cause you to go into this creative bondage or creative depression where you're just like, man, I'm so overwhelmed and I don't know how I'm going to do all of these things. I've been there. For five years, I was stuck in this creative bondage where I just felt like it was like I was in a deep hole and I could see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know if I could really build these things that he was calling me to do. Every time I tried to take a step forward, my mind would take me 10 steps back. And it just became to the point where it was so depressing. And I knew that this wasn't how things were supposed to be. Granted, we all get in creative funks sometimes. But when you come to the point where you feel like you can't actually make any steps forward, when you feel like you can't actually execute the vision, that's a problem. That's a problem. And it's a problem that I'm so excited for us to tackle on this podcast. So if you can relate to any of the following statements, this podcast is definitely for you. If you feel like everyone else can see that you are gifted and talented, but you struggle internally to see it for yourself. If you struggle with overwhelming self-doubt, anxiety, and or procrastination that makes it difficult for you to start or finish projects. If you have so many ideas and are overwhelmed with where to start. Maybe you overthink yourself out of your ideas, or maybe you're a visionary who can see the big picture but gets lost in the details. Or maybe you've experienced all of these feelings at one point or another. Either way, on this podcast, I'm going to give you the tools and strategies to get out of this place so you can execute this vision. One thing that we always hear is that the richest place in the world is the graveyard. And that's so heartbreaking because people are literally dying with these amazing life-changing ideas on the inside of them. And it's my mission in life to make sure that you are not one of them. You are no longer going to hold your gifts and your talents hostage due to fear. You're no longer going to sit on the amazing life-changing ideas due to overwhelming anxiety and self-doubt. You are no longer going to sit on the sidelines and watch everyone else go produce what you and only you can do. It is time for you to come out of that grave. It is time for you to walk out of the prison of your mind and to execute this vision. 
you can do it. And the best part is we're going to do it together. This isn't a podcast where you're going to get a bunch of fluff things that don't work. We're going to get to the root of why you've been stuck in this place for years. We're going to get to the root of the anxiety, the root of the inadequacy, the root of the comparison. And I am so excited for your breakthrough. Are you excited? Okay, I hope so. So this wraps up the first episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Please make sure that you're subscribed to this show and that you rate and review it so more people can find us. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode.